Thanks for joining us for this episode. And before we get started, please take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you may listen to podcasts. If you want to learn more about any guest featured in this episode or access any content or resources discussed, be sure to check out the show notes in the episode description. We hope today's episode increases truth and inspires hope in the lives of your church, your business, your family, and beyond. Welcome to the Must Increase Podcast. So we've been talking about the pros and cons of working with someone in-house as far as hiring an in-house media guy, graphic designer, whatever, uh, or outsourcing to a freelancer or an agency, freelancer like you, agency like mine, whatever. Um, and so I think we were getting around to talking about some of the actual, now let's really drill in on outsourcing. Let's talk a few about a few of the cons, okay. a few of the things that are potentially drawbacks of working with you know, that, 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 uh, that freelancer or outsourcing. Yeah. So if you think about it, the, the cons of, uh, outsourcing are very similar to the pros of in-house designer, which is, uh, if someone is working remotely from your church, um, they're not in your church. They're not working with you down the hall of your office. Mm. So, um, obviously there's lag time in, in communication, right? You are, um, what's the word? Like you, you have to work with their schedule yes, when exactly. they are free, mm-hmm. right? Versus you can just walk down the hall. Yeah. And so um, that can definitely be uh, a con, can be an issue. Another one is, um, you know, you may, that person may not be going to the church that yeah. um, they're outsourcing. So yeah. we talk about the value of knowing the culture. And right. They may not, it may take, they, I think they can learn it, but it could take them a it while. It can to learn take it. a while. Like I feel like the church I've worked for in Hawaii for the past four years. Um, I've really gotten it. Um, but yeah. then when I, I went there for a week, it really helped. Yeah. But yeah, being on the outside, uh, it just, it takes longer because yeah. you're, you're talking, I, I talked to the assistant pastor. I talked to the youth leader. I talked to their photography guy, the pastor. And so, and I watched their services online. So mm-hmm. you get that vibe yeah. from a remote, yeah. but I, I would say you don't have that. And it takes a little longer yeah. to get when you're working remotely. Yeah. And, I, and I will say either way, whether you hire, I'm talking about when you make a new hire, whether you're hiring someone in-house or outsourcing, mm-hmm. there is going to be a time period of learning curve. Right. Now, yes, exactly. if you hire them in-house, they'll probably pick up on it quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's always going to be there. That's always an obstacle. I think that's going to be there regardless. You know, like I said, I, I may have been an exception at the you know, when I was working you grew up there, because yeah. I did grow up there, yeah. um, which, you know, side note, I think that's always a great way to hire, you know, but hey, mm-hmm. this isn't about that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that is something to consider is it's going to take them a little bit longer to uh, learn the culture, kind of figure out your style, what you like, your, your brand, if you will. Yeah. And I mean, you can only, I mean, I've worked with pastors that I've never seen their church. You know, I looked at their website, but you know, how much does a website say about the culture of their church? So you got this very narrow kind of communication to figure out what is, what look will go well with Mm -hmm. this church, Mm -hmm. right? You got the extreme of like, Hillsong Church yeah. or the you know complete other side, the, the country church in Tennessee or something mm-hmm. that it won't work, right? And just talking to the pastor, it, it it's hard to like get that vibe, yeah, quickly, yeah. quickly, yeah. yeah. But but it does come and 
and, and I know I'm, I'm, I may not be speaking for you, but in my experience, when I work with a new church, it depends on the church, but a lot of times, you know, after that first project, that first kind of, you know, whatever, sometimes it takes a couple, but I at least get a really good feel of their style of what they want, you know, like, cause you know, for example, you say, Hey, here's, here's three options, which one you like. And for me, at least I've, I've kind of figured out how to pick up on that pretty quickly. And the more you do it, the more you're, it kind of evolves, you know, you, like you said, you just continue to learn it and understand it. So, um, but yeah, what are, what are any other potential, you know, cons to working, uh, with a, a freelancer? I mean, I will say you've kind of already mentioned it a little bit, but the remote factor of them being off site is different. Um, it, it creates that, that instantaneous, Oh, I can come down the hall right. and you know, whatever that instantaneous communication is not there. Um, the collaboration aspect is not quite the same. It's no. not the same dynamic, even though you can recreate it to some extent through, you know, video conferencing yeah. or maybe something like that. But is there anything else uh, in terms of drawbacks we need to, to discuss, disclose? Um, well, so the contrast, if, if you're in house, I mean, you're going to the event more than likely. Yeah. You know, if it's like a harvest festival or a missions conference, like you're going to that event, you know what the event feels and looks like. Mm -hmm. And so when you create, you know, their poster or the social media, you would know, okay, what do I want to show on, you know, stories and Instagram for this mm -hmm. thing? Uh, how do I want to portray um, the, the preachers? Um, and as a, when you're out of house, you know, unless you watch it online and even then you kind of have a very like narrow perspective on their services. So, um, you don't have that, um, close relationship with that, that event yeah. that you can, if you actually are at yeah. that church. And so. this, this is why if you do outsource and, and I think you should, uh, this is why having that communication and being very clear in, in your expectations is really important. This is why going yeah. back to what we talked about in the last episode of, you know, if you're a lead pastor, senior pastor, empowering that assistant or whoever to really be able to communicate all of this to your, uh, to whoever you outsource to, because, you know, we've all worked with a guy, both, both in an in-house situation and an outsourcing situation. I have worked with those people who are really unclear on what they want. Mm -hmm. You know, they say, oh, yeah, I want something that looks, uh, you, you and my favorite, I want something that looks clean. Right. We love it when somebody says that, Everyone right? Everyone wants that. Yeah. <laughs> I want something that looks clean and that looks sharp. You know, they use these broad terms. Yeah. Uh, but being really specific on your expectations, on what you want, you know, I mean, I, some, I, mean, I have one guy who, I mean, he tends to send me, you know, he'll send me pictures of his lobby of his auditorium or okay. wherever this stuff is going. I mean, I would rather, I'm that the kind helps. of guy, and I think you are yeah. too. I'd rather have way too much sure. data and information than not enough yeah. uh, when we go to, to work I on think something. That's why you want to hire the right designer or agency because they'll know the questions, mm -hmm. the pitfalls to avoid, and you know, the pro I have processes that I use to make sure yep. I get the, the look same. that they need. So, yeah. um, that definitely you need the right designer for that. So let's move into talking maybe about shifting the conversation to talking about maybe the, the positives okay. of working with a freelancer. Now, the first one I'll say is, is could also be a con, uh, but the turnaround time is not going to be instant. Mm -hmm. Now you might be thinking, 
how can that be positive in any way? Well, for example, when you when you reach when you reach out to me, you know, um, something's go- for me to get you a design. You know, there's going to be a minimum three business day turnaround. I'm talking about a very basic design. Like, hey, I want something for my service. Yeah. Okay. Three business days, maybe four or five. That that's that's typically the minimum for some of uh, you know our higher paying accounts. We will expedite things a little bit quicker, but um, you know, but that again, you could in theory walk down to your graphic designer down the hall and get it today. Yeah. I mean, my but my argument is that that's not exactly the most healthy approach to work. Um, no. If that's the exception, that's one thing. But if mm-hmm. that is your normal culture that you have there, that can actually be. Uh, that can that can be really unhealthy in the long run, and so yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I, for me, I really like that it it kind of forces the client, the church that we're working with, to plan ahead, to think ahead, and to keep these timelines and deadlines and turnaround times in mind as they you know plan their designs and projects. Yeah, because a freelancer, it's a business, right? And like mm-hmm. any business, they have rules set up to help you know. Um, them do the work they need to do in the most efficient way mm-hmm. so within that business you know you have the rules like you said three to five day turnaround or mine is like um you have to pay so much first before yep. work can start um and so the that buffer like we've talked about before with the recording it forces you the pastor or whoever's in charge of that event to plan ahead in your calendar mm-hmm. not not allow the design be literally the last thing you think of um, because you just run into a lot of issues with yep. printing and stuff. So you got to think ahead of time, especially, you know, that this person's not in your office. Like you said, that distance for some reason just helps that mindset to mm-hmm. not yeah. do that. Yeah, and, and again, this is, this is kind of trickling out into other areas, but, you know, I even think overall uh, I've become – a big fan, even again, before it was cool, uh, to work remotely. I'm a big fan of, even if you do have someone who's in house, give them, you know, it may not be an everyday thing, but giving them the, you know, two, three days a week where they can work remotely, work from home or whatever, Hmm. it helps to instill some of this. It it just, it forces you to plan ahead, to be more strategic, to be, for example, as much as, as, as sometimes this can be, something that you enjoy, uh, in my experience, for the most part, it can be more, do more harm than good. It really prevents that, oh, I'm just going to come down to the hall and I'm going to, I'm going to spend an hour in your office that you didn't have planned, you know? Um, whereas, oh, we're going to get on a call, we're going to get on a zoom meeting and we're going to schedule this out and, and whatnot. So just remote work in general, I find that is one of the biggest benefits is it just everybody involved it forces you to be more more strategic in the way you plan your day, plan your week, and work with your team. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely I think a a pro. Um, although some would view that as a con, I work, yeah. I look at it as a pro of work, of outsourcing your your media and your design needs. Mm-hmm. Anything else in terms of um, you know uh, kind of pros and, and reasons to outsource? Um. So we mentioned if you're in-house, you're probably doing other ministry-type things. Yep. Uh, but if you're uh, an ad- a freelance designer like myself, that is all you're doing, right, for that church. It's just that design. So um, when I work on, like today, I worked on a project for Ohana. They're having a uh, teen and junior camp coming up. 
like I was able to just that's all I worked on for two three four hours today because mm. that's what I'm doing for yeah. them and so my focus is um, a lot more specific to yep. their project and there's not anyone come to my office bugging me exactly like, I'm just working on that and I feel like you can get better quality uh, designs um, they can spend rather than having to spend 20 minutes on this project and 20 minutes on that project and then go help move chairs and then go help move tables and go teach a class and mm -hmm. um, you, you they have their time because they can work on it whenever, yep. whether that be four in the morning or yep. two in the afternoon. They pick their slot of time yep. to work on it. So that's, as, at least as what I've seen as a freelancer, is I, I have more focused time on their work. Yep. And it produces better work, I think. Yeah, well, I was going to say, and speaking of time, not just are you able to have more focused time, you're also able to... Um, the what you output during that time is much um, is going to be much more than what maybe an amateur could, if you would. Sure. Now, I thought I was a good designer until I met you, me. um, sure. and be, not just because of the quality of work. And you, you're you're what I consider to be a true artist. Like you, sure, you, yeah, you can create that. and whatever. I'm I can take a template and plug stuff in, um, and uh, and so you're you're really good at what you do in that way. Um, and, but the other thing was not just that, it was how quickly you can get stuff done. Yeah. You know, you know, all the ins and outs of Photoshop, you know, me, I know it, I know it well enough to manage it, mm -hmm. um, to do it, to do things here and there. But, um, you know, I, with you, it was like, no, I can, you could crank stuff out. I remember one time I asked you for, Hey, here, can I get, uh, you know, I need some designs for the fall coming up. And within a day, you know, here, boom, there was all these designs or whatever. Yeah. Now, um, obviously that was when you were in-house for me, right. working full time. Yeah. So you were able to, that was kind of your right. project for the day, but all that to say an expert is able to crank out a lot more and something that might take you literally five hours, uh, that's going to take a, the, the church leader, the pastor, whatever, mm -hmm. five hours to put together in Photoshop or Canva mm -hmm. is going to take you more like an hour, probably. Now, I would say that kind of skill set came from when I worked in-house at Lancaster. Now, they're an exception because they had a, a media team of like 10 guys, and I had one specific job. Yeah. I was to design the creative look for Easter. Yeah. And so that's all I did that day. I didn't mm -hmm. have to worry about um, sending things to print. I didn't have mm -hmm. to worry about like like ministry, quote unquote, type things because they had another department that did that. And so because I, in that kind of like weird world of churches that's very like not normal, um, I, I was able to like build that skill set and definitely use it when I worked with you yeah. and I use it now where... Um, I can just focus on yeah. on that particular thing. Yeah, so. but that that was when you were working at like again a mega church that right. was able to say we don't just have a media guy, we have a media team, and we have the web guy, the video guy, and the right. design guy, and you were the design guy. And so bringing that back to what we're talking about with outsourcing, I would say that's the advantage of of outsourcing is you do even though they're not working there in your you know sure. at your church yeah. on property again they are an expert and they are that's all they're doing like someone like you in particular mm -hmm. 
all you do is design. You don't do much outside of that. You know, yeah, yeah I do a little bit more. I do some design and video or yeah. whatever, and, and I try to be a little bit more all inclusive. Versus like an in-house youth leader. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you're not you're not just saying, hey, can you uh, we can you design this? Oh, and also you have you know a youth group tonight. You know, right. you're able to uh, when you outsource to someone, you know, whether it's us or somebody else, you do have that focus. You you know that when they work on it, they're going to be focused. They're mm-hmm. going to be getting it getting it done so and then i think another big thing with that in mind of a of something that's definitely a benefit of outsourcing is the cost i mean there's almost no scenario where it's it's more affordable to hire in-house i mean just the fact that you don't have to pay health benefits and you know all of these different things that come along with hiring an employee uh that is is huge and i mean it's it's so much cheaper now yeah by the hour it may be more expensive right, like if yeah. you, oh hey you know whatever my hourly rate is okay that's that's probably going to be more than uh you know hiring someone full time but you're only paying them for you know set amount of hours mm-hmm. uh in most cases and uh and 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 you'd only need them for really a few hours a week i mean your biggest uh might be putting you on the spot here a little bit but your biggest you know account that you work with any estimate on how many hours a week you're having or hours a week or hours a month you're having a billing them for um hours a week i bill them. yeah like i said i might be putting you on the spot yeah, so if you well, don't know see, off the top i do of your head. i do monthly retainers yeah so if Same i looked here. at like hours worked for them I mean, in a month, it'd be like six or seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's not to say. Now, let me let me stop for all those skeptics out there, those cynical people that are like, well, "I'm not paying you that much for only seven hours of work." But again, it's about the output that you get for those seven hours. Yeah. Those same seven hours left to, if you will, an amateur, someone that you hired in house. Like I said, the assistant who just works in Canva, yeah. or you bought them an Adobe Photoshop subscription, thought you gave them a big gift, and they're going to work on this, you know, whatever. In that same seven hours, they're probably going to crank out 10% of what you yeah. can do in but seven what, hours. What I heard actually today on Instagram, what you're paying for, for that designer is the hundreds and hundreds of projects and designs they've done in the past. Yep, You know, the education they have, and you're paying for their tools they use. So Mm -hmm. the expensive MacBook, the Photoshop, Adobe Suite they pay for monthly, um, the stock photo site they pay for. You you have all those at your fingertips, essentially, that um, you pay yet, and the immediate might seem like a lot, but I think, like you said, if you look at a salary of an in-house designer with medical, with uh, office equipment, mm-hmm. with lighting, AC, all that yep. stuff, yep. you know, and you're you're looking at just the hourly rate, like, of course, you're going to be paying hourly rate. It's going to be less with the in-house versus out-house, but yeah. you're paying for all their, you know, I've had all of my 35 I've had like, whoa, 17 years of graphic design experience mm-hmm. uh, and all the tools. So, yeah, you're paying X amount per hour, but that's what you're paying for. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's something, a huge, I think, shift in your mindset over. And I would say, again, this trickles out into everything is I think most people are finally, and this is another advantage of working remotely, escaping this mindset of you're paying for hours. Mm-hmm. I know that might be how people bill, you know, by the hour, yeah. because that just does help to quantify your right. billing. Right. But that's not what you're paying for. You're paying mm-hmm. for the result, whether they're a graphic designer, yep. a videographer, yep. or even if they're just, you know, again, like a youth pastor, like you're not really paying them for their hours. And in, in that case, you're, you're paying yeah. for them to impact the lives of your young people at your 
entire church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that's something that you got to realize. And you and I have slightly different, we have different, I think, business models, if you right. want, how we do our pricing. Yeah. But for me, I, I never charge by the hour. I've never done it. I always just, it's flat rate month to month. Some I have some yearly options yeah. as well. Uh, people out there and they're all about it because I talk about it all the time. But, um, you know, the, I, uh, I never charge. In fact, I had one guy ask me for, said, how many hours you spent on this? And uh, I was like, uh, no. And then he got insistent about it. I said, you can find someone else, you know, because it, it, that doesn't, I, to me, that's an irrelevant aspect yeah. of a conversation. Well, you know how sometimes people would think if you told them 20 hours and uh, they had some number in their head that it should have been, and if it's not, they're going to feel ripped off. Yeah. And sometimes you can communicate to, I think, good good uh, church leaders, like, this is why I've only spent five hours on it, and you got what you got. Yeah. And you like it because, like, yeah. we put all the work in questions, and I did a lot of preliminary work before I even start the work mm-hmm. to know exactly what they want. So when I actually, like, do the design work, it's not labor intensive Mm -hmm. it's almost easy right so because i've done this for 15 years 17 years exactly so um yeah and the other thing you got to think about is when you design something uh, in most in most cases something that's particularly digital so you design a graphic for a sermon series Mm -hmm. okay Uh, or take it to the next level something like maybe what i would do i would produce a, a video to be used you know, for a sermon series or for Easter or for something like that. That is a, that is a basically for lack of better words, that's an eternal digital asset. It's, it's yours forever. And you're going to use that, that graphic, that graphic, for example, if it's for a sermon series, it's going to forever identify that sermon series, you know, five years from now, when you go back and you look at that, you know, if you've archived it online or something, uh, they're very, there's a very good chance that that graphic is going to be associated with that. And it's going to be that. And and this is definitely the case with a logo. When you design a logo, I mean, that is literally like, if they did it right, you don't really probably won't need a logo for 10, 15, 20 years from, you know, after that, if, if not longer. And so you've, you've given them a permanent sense of identity and there's really, to me, that's priceless. There's Mm -hmm. not a price tag you can put on that. And so, yeah, don't add, if you're still hung up on this hours billing and, and well, you know, how many hours and whatever, Oh, and you you only worked one hour, who cares if they, if they only worked one hour or less and they produce something that's really good, high quality, you got an awesome result. You could have gone and paid someone five, 10 hours worth. And yeah, you might've felt like you got more hours for the same price, but I guarantee you in almost every scenario, their quality would not have been near as excellent well, as an expert could have done. I would say before we like cast stones that. So I'm like, casting on stones. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I would say I always leave the responsibility to the designer. It is their job to communicate like what they're doing and why they're paying or charging what they're charged. And if they've been doing it for a while, then they know that and they can articulate that in a way that um, they understand. So that's why, like, when I give um, like an invoice, I put on their hours. Mm-hmm. If I communicate to them, the only reason I put on their hours is so that, like you said, there's a quantitative number yep. that you can understand why I'm paying for it. Even if I actually clocked the hours I did and it was less than that, like, we're paying for a final project and yeah all the conversation emailing all that goes into it so um i I would lean that the designer needs to communicate 
right outside yeah. the designers to communicate to the leader of why you're paying this. Yeah. Not just say, well, get over it because it's design. Exactly. Kind of yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. You always bring me back down yeah. to, to reality here. Yeah. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, uh, that is something that, yes, and that's something to look for when you're going to work with a designer or right. outsource <clears> to <throat> a freelancer of any kind is, you know, like I said, I don't do the hourly thing. I never do it, but I do show you a quantity. I give you an idea of, well, here's how many designs you could get you know, for this price, for what you're paying per year, per month or whatever. And it gives you, if, if, cause that is on the designer to quantify what you're getting to show here's what right. you can get yeah. for what you pay. I think that is really important. Uh, anything else on here before we kind of wrap up, this has been a good uh, series of yeah, episodes here. Good conversation. Really good. Anything else? Um, I mean, I, we could talk about whether it's like agency or freelance designer, but I think we kind of just mentioned that, if you do go outsource, you really want to be able to talk with that designer or the mm -hmm. agency mm -hmm. and find out their parameters. Yeah. So yeah. you know how to work with them. Yeah. Um, and obviously it has to fit your budget. But knowing their, their needs, the questions they need to answer before they can start the project, and just working within those parameters, that will help the designer um, – make you what you need to communicate to your people the the message that you need to communicate to them yeah so conversation uh, even though you're not like in the same office with them i think that's even more important remotely mm -hmm. yeah and I, I will say again matt you are you're always really good about communication uh and in terms of what I, i've worked with you for what it's been probably two and a half years over yeah, more than that by now. I, so. I don't really know. I've stopped counting, but um, I, that's actually something I learned from you uh, is the value of communication mm -hmm. with, uh, with whoever you're working for is just, you know, being, being consistently communicating with them uh, that again, I've kind of adopted a little bit. I got it kind of, kind of from you. Like I, I do like to, I do am more of a fan of, if we really need to talk through something, let's get on a call. Let's talk through it. Let's not just try to hash it out over email. Um, you know, let me, sometimes that's sufficient, but there are times where it's like, no, let's really talk about it. So I think that's something, it doesn't matter what side, if it's the agency slash freelancer sure. yeah. or the client, you ha communication is key. Well, I've heard a, a line that said to be, um, unclear is to be unkind. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously to be clear, you got to communicate mm -hmm. well. Yeah. So I've always, like, I love that line. I think it really helps me when I deal with clients. Yeah. We are so glad you joined us for this episode. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and wherever you may listen to podcasts. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. You can connect with us online at mustincrease.com. And if you'd like a topic or question to be featured on a future episode, send us a text to 615-900-4461. Thanks again for joining us for this episode. And we look forward to seeing you next time as we continue to increase truth and inspire hope in the lives of others right here on the Must Increase Podcast. <laughs>